BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. <laughs> it would be a wolf, but I... Hello Wolves fans, welcome to the latest Wolves fancast match preview. We'll be talking about Wolves versus Forest in depth tonight on tonight's episode. I'm your host, Little Dan, but I've got with me Luke and Kim. The big story coming out of Wolves this week, Wolves women three, West Bromwich Albion one. What a win for the ladies this week, because not really much else happened, is there? Oh, apart from Nuno Espirito Santo maybe coming back to Molyneux. Absolute uproar within the fan base. People don't know whether they're coming or going, whether he's coming or going. Um, I'm in a state of delirium where I still don't even know whether I want him to come back. But for all the people who keep calling me an idiot, my main mindset is as long as it's not Deutsch, I don't care. That's where I'm stood. Where do you stand on Nuno's return, Luke? Um. <laughs> It car it, it's it's not the right decision. I just don't see it working. You should never go back to your ex. Wasn't working eighteen months ago. Why is it all? Why is it magically going to work now? And and the Messiah's returned. It makes no sense. It's not like. Don't get me wrong. You cannot knock the season in the championship, but let's not pretend like it was a difficult season. You know, we had the best squad in that league by a million miles. You can't knock him for getting us into Europe, FA Cup semi-final, fair play. But after that, dross. Then he struggled at Tottenham as well. So I, I just it makes no sense to me. Don't you feel a bit sentimental though, Luke? Come on. Haven't you been no. thinking of those good times? You like, know what I'm, thinking about? I'm thinking about him sitting in the dugout when we was losing to Albion. I'm thinking about him subbing <laughs> off Jotter and Nevers in the FA Cup semi-final. I'm thinking of him bottling fourth place when, when well, did we need a point away at Chelsea? And we just completely rolled over and had our bellies tickled. I'm remembering losing 2-0 at home to Uddersfield. I'm remembering when we lost to Watford at home and whoever else was shitting the Premier League who used to beat us and would be 2-0 up after 30 minutes. I'm remembering 
games where we'd have like 37% possession, seven shots, one on target, if we was lucky. But we'd scrape the 1-0 win. So, I mean, you'd take that again, wouldn't you, surely? Yeah, they're right, man. Do you know what I'm remembering, Luke? Five years ago today, Wolves 2, Aston Villa 0, one of the most dominating performances in my lifetime. I'm remembering the 3-2 versus Man City. I'm remembering those European away days. Oh, oh, bring back the good times. <laughs> anyone but Deutsch. Any Hashtag anyone but Deutsch. Hashtag no, no to Nuno. Hashtag Nuno in. Hashtag yes, burrito. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section tonight. If you want Nuno back, like in the bottom of the left of the screen. If you don't want Nuno, comment. Let us know the reasons why. It's it's going to be a fun match preview tonight because, as I said, I'm in a state of delirium where I don't know whether I want him back. But the names that have been mentioned, and it, it seemed like a few days that Pedro Martins was close. He was being linked to the whole City job last week and he collapsed in the 11th hour. We should not be approaching a manager that's in the running for Hull. All those Wolves fans out there who want Sean Dyche, Sean Dyche in the running for the Albion job. Albion are in a relegation battle, the division below. There's levels to this. Engage your brain. See common sense. There's not much better on offer than Nuno at the moment. And he's 5-1 to one on. I've just checked. Mean people stop. People need to stop looking at the odds. Pedro, yeah, uh, Julian Lopetegui was like one to eleven on at one point last week. Uh, Pedro Martins was one to five on um, the other day. Uh, ben Kafar with the one transfer window was one to twenty on to sign for Wolves. Didn't happen. Stop looking at the betting odds. It's people like down. you are pushing the odds down, and that's why it sounds like it's going to happen. Stop reading social media crappy journalists and bookies because no one knows because Faust and don't even know where they're going to pick. It's a joke. We're a joke club, but let's bring back the good times. Well, right. That just that is the bigger picture. Faust are a mess. Jeff Shee, shambles. Scott Sellers, shambles. It's gone downhill ever since we got rid of Dalrymple. And that's a hill I'll die on. I went out of my way for numerous years stating that Dalrymple and Kevin Farewell were living off Fawson's expenditure. But it's, it's clear now that they were the only people who had the football decisions at the forefront of this club because Jeff Shee's out of his depth. Scott Sellers is just a glorified academy manager who's swooned his way to, to like senior level. We're a joke as a club and there's only one man who could get us out of this mess. It's Nuno Espirito Santo. There's every other manager out there is a joke or an absolute risk of any sort of up-and-coming manager or the likes of Pedro Martins, those type of managers, they will not last the season because they'll be sacked after relegations confirmed. Nuno is the only man that can keep this club up. That's why you got to bring back the good times. But, you, but nobody knows that. Like, Nuno could come in. But Fidel knows, Luke, because he's in the comments saying, Dan talking facts. Yeah, but it's, I don't know, it's chatting shit. Because not, how is it a fact? How is it a fact that Nuno is the only man that can keep Wolves up? If there's anyone, is it, if there's anyone joining us tonight who knows what the right answer is, in the comments section, drop tonight's Euro Millions as well. This is why we do a podcast to get our opinions across. No one's right. No one's wrong. Let's try and keep together as a fan base. You don't oh, fight with your mates over walls. Okay. Don't try and fight random people you don't know on social media because their opinion's different to yours. 
Stop calling people on social media nonces who haven't got thick skin to be called a nonce. Nonce in today's generation, as much as it's credulous to say, is kind of like a term of endearment to a degree. <laughs> what? How? I, I call Stu a nonce. Stu's not a nonce. <laughs> but he just embraces it. But he just embraces it. People have got to just get thicker skin on social media. Stop fooling with people because their opinion doesn't match your own. This is Wolves. It's football. It's not COVID chat. Stop falling out with your friends and family over Wolves. It's not worth it. Either Kim, way, either way, the point is there's no good candidates, really. There's no other good candidate. So that's why I'm kind of warming to this idea a little bit, even though the bigger picture is the fact that these people running this club do not have a clue. If we've literally got rid of half of the players to play a new team, a, a change in the way of style, we spent £100 million, and now we're going to get back the manager to play back another five at the back, which now we don't have the players to play, it just doesn't make sense to me that's why i don't know what to say didn't nuno try 4-3-3 at one point i'm sure there was a point yeah because cody cody got like Kobe, didn't he so they had to switch to a back four and if my memory serves right i'm sure we beat southampton at home with a back four but he doesn't like that formation he didn't want to go back to his tried and tested five at the back won't he and now we don't have the players because we got rid of cody i don't like vegan food but i still have it once in a while (laughs) once in a while that's how I You've got to mix it up. You've got to mix it up. And Nuno, he's, he's, he's yeah, gone away. He's flopped at Tottenham. He's not doing well. He's not doing well in Saudi Arabia. But the man's learned from his mistakes. I know he has. He wants to come home. He's learned from his mistakes. Let's see what. He's still searching for solutions. That prick is. Uh, Chris Ratcliffe in the comments section. Incredible management of a football club. Sacking a manager and 17 months hiring back. Why on earth did they sack Bruno without a solid idea of at least two to three managers who were viable options? I feel like the whole Julian Lopetegui fingers completely blown up in their face, Luke. But without but legislating for a family member being poorly, what, what else could they have done? But that's that's the position we're in as a club now. We're, we're literally waiting for an old man to die. To, to get a decent appointment in, which is, it's absolutely shambolic. And I think, um, I can't remember the guy's name in the comments, so I do forgive him, but I think he's spot on. At least have two or three options. You know, what? what's Nuno plan fucking G? It's embarrassing. G for, G for goals. <laughs> it's probably because they don't it's, know it's... any other. They don't know any other candidates. They literally just had Lopetegui as their man, even before they probably sacked Bruno, and that there wasn't a plan B at all. So it's like, oh, should we just go back to what we know in Nuno? And because Jeff She doesn't have a clue about football, he's not going to know any different. Shocking. It's, it's a, it's shocking. It's a big so, um, so Jeff She has got the role that he's got, but obviously his network is absolutely tiny. It's it's, what, what Kim's just said Jeff She isn't a football man. You may as well call him Jeff Mokshi. Because he's just a money man and he's good at what he does. He's good at what he does from an account point of view. Bringing in profit, trying to like expand the brand. But from a football point of view, he's out of his depth and that's why we're struggling now. And why we're, we're somehow in a conversation on a Friday night that we're, we're having to go back to Nuno with our hands out to, to try and save us from 
what's not only um, a possible relegation, a, a global um, embarrassment. But how, how do we, how do we as a club look at the bigger picture? Can you see Falson and Chairman Guao looking at Jeff Shee and, and his performance over the last, what, 24, 30 months? Because that's what we need to be looking at, regardless of whether you want Nuno in or Nuno out. That's that's sort of irrelevant at this moment in time because the issue is a lot larger than the manager of, of Wolverhampton Wanderers. And the point is that we're actually in a rele- relegation battle. Like, seriously, if I don't think whoever comes in, in that team and squad that we've got now, we haven't got enough players to actually get us the goals. The attacking lineup that we have is just horrendous. Goals and assists, all I keep saying. None of them are up to where they need to be to even get us out of the relegation battle. So we're now relying on virtually a dead striker who was good in his prime, but doesn't mean necessarily that he's going to actually keep start banging the goals in. I, I think there's 10 goals in cost, you know. I do think there's goals in him. Look sharp. But I don't think we should be relying on him at his age. Personally. Oh, no, definitely and not. Another far school situation of the people at the, the, the senior level of this football club that we're having to rely on a 34-year-old Diego Costa to, to sort us out. It's, it, it's shambolic. We spent over £100 million this summer and somehow we've had to crowbar Neves into centre-half recently. We've still got Matinho on probably hundred grand a week. That's probably guaranteed to start again this weekend. He probably doesn't deserve start. We'll come to that in a few minutes. Uh, a few other comments. Mitchell Davis was need a manager who will bring passion and fight back. Nuno will do that. Dean Marsden, better the devil you know. Um, it's, but but it's, where was the passion and fight from Nuno's team for the last 12, 18 months of his tenure? It's like it's like everyone's just forgot how poor the football was at times under Nuno. It's a blind face. It just it's went a bit stale, didn't it, I guess? Stockholm, I don't... Stockholm syndrome, nothing more, nothing less. You're no, no leniency or um, sympathy towards Nuno losing his best striker and having to rely on Fabio Silva and William Jose. No. Even without that, I still think we was a mile off the pace in probably 70% of the games we played. We, we, we were sixth or seventh in the league when Jimenez got injured. But... You have to manage your squad. His squad management was absolutely terrible. We went into that season fully well knowing that a suspension or an injury to Raul would fuck us up. And it's and the same with Neves and Matinho because we was lightweight in centre mid as well. And we knew we was only a suspension or an injury away from a crisis. But surely this goes back again to Jeff Shee having too much power in the club that it's been sort of well known that Nina didn't have the final say in purchasing. Do you honestly think Nuno would have said, yeah, we'll have Fabio Silva 35 million? Yeah, because he turned down Danny Almo. So God knows what goes on in, in his brain when it comes to signing players. I, I still think Jorge Mendes has too much power. He's helped us out, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's there's there's, there's no way I'm having any, any coach worth his weight is agreeing to spend £35 million of his budget on on Fabio Silva. And I'm not... You know me, Luke, we've had this conversation before. I'm not trying to throw Fabio under the buzz here. I still think he'll be a top-level striker. But that moment in time, talking about how we need his squad depth, hmm. any manager worth their weight does not use £35 million of their budget to buy an 18-year-old striker who isn't already Mbappe. 
but, but I mean, you look at the other strikers he did buy, Rafa Mir, what happened to him? Absolutely nothing. Um, who sanctioned William Jose? Absolutely nothing, absolutely terrible. If you think um, about it, we've just literally Patrick wasted so much money. Yeah. We have wasted a lot of money on these players that are just disappearing to thin air. You're looking at the recruitment team again. Obviously, how close did Wolves um, get to signing Enzo Fernandez this summer? Was 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 that even a possibility, or was it just a bit of PR from the club to say that we're trying to make moves? Who's who in the recruitment team is making the final decision on what players? Because from my point of view, the manager should be outlining what players he wants. It he, he doesn't. It should be. It should be offered a list of players, but the manager should get the final say. There was a comment I think it was during the Ask Wolf series that uh, Scott Sellers said something on the lines of. The committee need to agree on what player joins the club. It's 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 a wrong philosophy. We need to bring in a proper director of football, don't we, Kim? Oh, oh sorry, yeah. Luke. No, go on, Kim. No, definitely. I think that's where we're lacking in terms of. I think first of all, comms, communication. When Laurie's, I don't know, a lot of people go on about it, but I think it is very important. And now it's obvious that there's a disconnect between the club and the fans. And then, obviously, there's the footballing sort of trajectory. And we definitely, they've literally almost, I think they've just lost their marbles. Well, they never had them because they just don't understand football. And I think now it's clearly showing that, we're going back down this road when no matter if you love Nuno or if you don't love Nuno, the bigger picture is the fact that why on earth would we go back to a manager when we were trying to move away from that style of manager? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And that's the bigger worry. Um, but at the same time, I do believe that if we did get Nuno back in, we probably wouldn't go down. We'd probably be able to just scrape our way through um, the season, but I just don't think it's clearly not the long term aspiration, surely. I think what you what you feel is towards that question on the screen, Luke, Christopher from Christopher Rogers. Hypothetical Nuno comes back, but it gets worse, we get relegated. What damage does that do to his legacy? Has his has his legacy already been damaged, Luke? I, I think you've got this split at the moment. You've got those that want Nuno, those that don't want Nuno. So you've got the far left and the far right, and then you've got a couple of people in the middle. But I'm, I'm in the NF, Nuno front. He's, <laughs> he's, um, his legacy will never be tainted to the people who have got the blind love for him. It's like a cult. It's not. You've got to be yeah. left or right side at the moment. You, you've got to be on one side. You can't be just in the middle. And Un until, until another reasonable manager comes into sort of the forefront that we're in talks with, yeah. I, I don't see any other option. I'd get Paul Ince into the end of the season. Club legend. I mean, look, I'm the funny one here. <laughs> yeah, Paul Ince be, be serious, look. What other name out there within the bookies odds is 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 worth approaching? And and this is the problem because there isn't. Obviously, Brendan, Brendan Rogers. I'll take Brendan. Has he been sacked? No. <laughs> well, yeah, this is this is what I mean. It's, it's like that's not. It's not like annoying. It's frustrating because we'd all love Brendan Rogers. Yeah. We'd all love flipping Tuchel and Amarin, but just get your heads out the clouds for like two minutes. Brendan Rogers is the only manager in Leicester, though. Like it's not exactly. Yeah, but he's he's 
He's basically waiting for the sack from a club that can't afford to sack him. I think <clears throat> the he's not going to resign. Like, he's not going to walk away from his, his contract. But I'd rather, I'd rather just try this geezer from River Plate than go back to Nuno. But this, yeah, but is is this just wishful thinking that people are putting two and two together because he's decided that he's not going to um, renew his contract with River Plate? That is even in talks with Wolves and then people had the two and two plus four two and two equals five Ma Matthew Hobbs was in Argentina the other month so that must have been something to do with it is Marcelo Gallardo even in the in the eyesight of Fosun I, I think when you look at the if I know we said ignore the bookies but if we do look at the bookies and the names that are on the list there's no one that that stands out and, and you're like yeah let's take a punt on him but sometimes I just think I'd rather take a punt on Yardim or Yardim, however you say his name, than go back to Nuno. Yeah. I think he's my second oh, choice. Would you, rather, would you rather get back with your ex who you couldn't fucking stand last 18 months was terrible or have a fun six to nine months with a little ting off Tinder or something like Yardim? Yeah, but that little ting from Tinder might have a flipping STI or something. <laughs> and then how, how, how much farther is that going to set you back over the years, Luke? Because once your <laughs> reputation gets linked to an STI, you know what I mean? That little ting, she might look a bit cute, but, you know. Uh, Adam Jones in the comments section. Um, I'm wanting Nuna back. If we do get relegated, he's the one to get us back up. If we got relegated with him, I don't even think he'd stay. Because then I think the far right, no, the far left, we'd have the far left as Nuno, no. Um, he'd have to go. Imagine, look at the Civil War now. Imagine it after Nuno's took us down. They'll be and then if we start winning, it'll be like, then if we actually start winning, it'll be like, oh, told you so, and it'll still be Civil War. It's oh, just... yeah. Yeah, it's it's not going to go. No. It's, 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 it's COVID all over again. It is. It's back to the anti-vax. Wolves, COVID. Um, Aaron Morton in the comments section. I like to come. I, I got. I got asked this question on my, my thoughts on this next manager. I like to ask you the same thing. Uh, this is from Aaron Morton. What would be your thoughts on Rafa Benitez, Kim? Absolutely not. Yeah, I'd that's what I need to react, then. Luke. I'd take him. I went to school with Aaron Morton, so I know he comes from good stock, right? Um, so big up yourself, Remo. But I'll take Benitez. I know he's not. Amazing and but he's defensive like Nuno without he's personality. Probably more. Look what he did to Newcastle, Luke. Look what Nuno did to Tottenham. I no, still I think Nuno didn't have a chance at Tottenham as soon as Harry Kane decided to to say that he was staying because he was manager of the month until Harry Kane decided to stay, and then he had to cry about Harry Kane back into the formation. And he if he would have got that, if he would have got that Harry Kane transfer budget, Tottenham would have won the league by now. But he couldn't get Harry Kane scoring. So what makes you think he's going to get goals out of freaking Chem Campbell? No disrespect to Chem Campbell. I hope Chem Campbell has a good season. I'd like to see him getting some minutes. Or, oh God. Yeah, if he can't get goals out of Harry Kane at Tottenham, then if Raul decides he can be asked to come back, you're going to get no goals out of him, is he? We've uh, got a Nottingham Forest fan joining us on the show tonight, Adam from the uh, Red Side Nottingham Forest podcast. How are you doing, Adam? I'm good, thank you for having me. Um, just listen to you, like, uh, kind of scramble for managers, kind of, is uh, the discussion we was having 
not too long ago when Cooper was potentially going to get sacked. And then he signed a new deal. <laughs> What's your actual thoughts on Wolves' current ploy, Adam? Obviously, there's talks about Nuno Espirito Santar returning. Is there any other managers you've seen Wolves linked to that you think could be beneficial to us? I'm not sure, you know. There's there's not a lot out there. This is the dilemma Forest fans were having. If Cooper went, who do you go for? One Rafa Benitez was was kind of linked to us. We were going, God, no, please, no. Just just no to Rafa. Do do not have him. Uh, Simon Jordan on Talksport was was adamant saying that basically saying if we went with Rafa Benitez, then we deserve to get everything we got with it. So I'd stay clear of him. There's not a lot of choice out there unless you're going for someone like Sean Dyche because he's been there and he's done it and he's kept teams up. But he's a defensive manager, not had a lot of budget. I was, with, I was just trying to look for a quick noose there. I mean, you said Nuno would have won the league with Tottenham, and that was—I nearly fell off my chair. So yeah, that—that that, that, <laughs> that was just me being ridiculous for a moment. I've got that in me. He's—he's he's been brainwashed by this Nuno cult bollocks. I think—I think—I think the problem with Wolves is, and you've had this for a few seasons, is like like what what Luke was saying. You've got no goal scorer up to the eighteen-yard box. You're actually quite good, and I'm quite worried about that. But it's. It's the it's the actual putting it between the sticks and under the post, isn't it? That's that's the the trouble, and that's what wins your football matches at the end of the day. And even we're having that kind of problem, but not, not as bad as you guys. Great comment by Don Alves in the uh, comment section. Sean Dyche will get us relegated to League Two, and I couldn't agree furthermore. I'm not sure what <laughs> I'm not sure where this reputation's come from. That Sean Dyche is going to be able to come in and tell the likes of Gonzalo Guedes and Mateus Nunes. <laughs> Put the balls in the fucking channel. It's, 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 uh, wolves aren't Brexit enough for, for Sean Dyche, are they? Well, it, I just don't know where, where this reputation comes from. That Sean Dyche is going to come in and just like revolutionise this squad of players. That as soon as he gives them like one basic football instruction, they're going to be on the pitch talking to each other in Portuguese saying, look at this ginger ball cunt. <laughs> Sorry, guys, for the C word there. I'm, I'm better than that. This is where Wolves is taking me this week. I'm still a bit <laughs> delirious. I've got a headache following this club. Um, let's just try and talk about the game tomorrow. Obviously, Wolves at home to Nottingham Forest. Must-win game for, for both sides. Um, what was your thoughts on your draw against uh, Villa last uh, time out, Adam? It was good to end the rut. I wasn't... I mean, Cooper said this in his post-match. It's not the football he wants to play going forward, but in order to stop us losing so badly, I mean, it would have been six games in a row if we lost to Villa. So to, to do that and get get something on the board, take us off the bottom of the league and get us above Leicester is a positive and it's a step in the right direction and it's a platform to build on now in terms of let's play on the counter-attack a bit more. It was obvious to see what we were trying to do. It just wasn't well executed when we had the chances on the turnover. But it's something that we can now build on and I expect us to do the same tomorrow in terms of setting up on the counter. Let you guys have the ball because you're good up to the 18-yard box and then you're absolutely useless in it. So we'll hopefully nick the ball and kind of get in behind you that way with with high, your high full-backs and whatnot and you're leaving two at the back against, against us. And hopefully we can kind of capitalise and punish you. But we'll we'll see. Apart from the sort of running joke, Luke, about Nottingham Forest signing every man and his dog, what have you meant to their performances this season? Um, I think they found it quite difficult, obviously, they're going to be in a new club. But I actually don't mind Nottingham Forest. I won't mind them staying up. Um, and I think they can do it, to be fair. I do think they've got enough about them to, to stay up this season. Um 
maybe, maybe Cooper just needs to get... Maybe they need Nuno. I know they signed 23 players, but maybe they need a bloke who just wants to work with a core of 16, 17 and, and just crack on with it, just to stay up. Because that could be the downfall, really. Um, that, that the team never really gels. So they can go on a consistent run of three, four, five without, without loss. Obviously, Kim and Luke are quite um, far ahead in our Fancast Fantasy League this season. Is there any Nottingham Forest players that have caught your eye um, Fancy League-wise, Kim? Um, well, I've had Williams pretty much the whole season, but that's just, I think, because he's cheap and cheerful. But I'm, I, I, I'm not sure he's actually going to start tomorrow, hence why I've benched him, because if he was going to start, I'd probably put him in, considering we literally can't hear Barton Door. Um, so... Yeah, apart from that, I think think you've got Johnson, the striker's quite cheap. I did look at him at one point. Um, but I think with all the rotation risk, it's it's pretty difficult, to be honest now, um, to even look at any sort of sort of forest players. Dennis was obviously a good good option when he was at Watford. Um, but again, I think he only just made his first start, didn't he, last week, was it? Um, so I'll be interested to see if he consistently puts a run together. I think he will get some some goals. I mean, looking at that, no disrespect to Nottingham Forest, but if we can't dominate that that midfield on Saturday, then we deserve to get relegated. Adam, you sent me your team in the uh, Twitter DMs earlier. I'm just going to run through it for the uh, audio listeners. Dean Henderson in goal, uh, centre-backs of Worrell and McKenna, full-backs uh, Serge Aurier and uh, Renan Lodi. Midfield three of Yates, Froehler and Mangala. And then a front three of uh, Emmanuel Dennis, Awanyi and that, the Stafford snake, Morgan <laughs> Gibbs-White. Um, obviously, we, I've, I've not got really much dislike for Morgan Gibbs-White. I still think he's a talented player. Um, the money that we got offered was too good to turn down. What, what's your thoughts been on uh, Morgan so far? I think... He's, he's definitely a talented player. There's someone in there that is can do a lot with 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 the ball and even off the ball. He's he's a tricky player, but I think sometimes he he might be a step too a too ahead of some of our players or trying to do things in areas where he doesn't need to do it and he just needs to keep it a little bit more simple. But Monday night, I thought he was terrific in and out of possession. He really helped out Harry Toffolo at left back. I thought against uh, Matty Cash and. Um, I think Jacob Ramsey played right wing for for Villa, so he, he did well in that in that aspect, and and he created a few chances. He created the goal. He's he's probably been our most creative player since since he's come in. I, I think the, the the price we paid for him was was a bit steep, and I think you guys rubbed your hands in 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 that one. But he, he, Steve Cooper really wanted him, and I think the chairman and the owners or whatever they were really happy to back him. So. I think there's more to come, definitely. I mean, I would not be shocked, and I'm pretty sure most Wolves fans wouldn't be, if he scored tomorrow. <laughs> it's written in the stars. Adelaine Guardiola all over again, I'll take that. <laughs> oh, Adelaine, another midfield. Um, just powerhouse. <laughs> no, um, honestly, I'm, the only, one of the only memories I've got of Adelaine Guardiola for Nottingham Forest is when he nearly scored from the halfway line past West Brom. Yeah. Um, it's a similar question to what you've already had um, from Christopher Roberts. Uh, how's Gibbs White and uh, Willie Bolly been for Forest? I mean, from the conversation I had with a Forest fan the other day, Willie Bolly is not really doing much to impress. I mean, he played against Fulham, looks good for 
45 minutes to 50 minutes, like dealt with Mitrovic pretty well. And then and then we had a, a typical forest collapse this season where we let in three goals in like seven or eight minutes and, and the game's done kind of thing. And he and he did he did look very rusty. I give I I do admit that. Um and it's gonna to be tough for him, I think. But it's a bit of a strange signing, to be honest. I don't I'm not sure why why we really got him. I think it's mainly because Niakate got injured and Niakate is probably not going to come back till after the World Cup. Otherwise, he'd be in the starting lineup alongside Warrell or McKenna and he's been, he was brilliant the first couple of games of the season. Let's take a quick look at the war side that um, I've predicted. This is this is purely a prediction, guys. I really have no idea how we're going to we, uh, line up on Saturday. Jose Siren goal, back four of Samad Al-Kilman, Toti Gomez and Ryan Aitnori. I've gone for a midfield three of Bubakar, Traore, Ruben Neves and Mateus Nunes with a front three of Adama, Diego Costa and Huang. Um, I'm not really sure why I've put Huang in there. Purely, I think, because Gonzalo Guedes was really poor last weekend. And I'm not sure whether Kem Campbell has um, got the sort of experience yet to be starting this sort of game, which is going to be... Uh, high intensity and tense from kickoff. Is there any changes you'd make to that eleven, Kim? Uh, is Pedence out, or have you just chose not to pick him? I just chose not to play him. I feel like it's mm. going to be a physical game on on Saturday, and I'm not sure whether he's the the it's right player, even though them. he has got this sort of expansive football that we probably need on a day like this. It's hard to even argue for and against like who starts up front, isn't it? Because I don't think anyone's been particularly standout in the last few games at all. I think, obviously, Costa needs to start. Um, I'd start Adama just because I think um, Forrest don't really have pace in defence. So, I think just that injection of pace would hopefully pin them back a little bit more. Huang, not a massive fan of, but I can see why you've chosen him. He, you know, you'd like to think that if he gets a chance, you'd put it away. Um well, start of his Wolves career he did anyway. Um, so, yeah, pretty much the only other change that you could potentially do is maybe Johnny for one of eight Nuri or Samedo. Um I maybe, feel like we've got to be on the but, front foot on, on Saturday. That's the only yeah. reason I started out Nuri over Johnny. And I think with Forrest's pace up top as well, I think that can't, we do need our pacey fullbacks. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Johnny did start just out of the fact that he's a bit defensively better than Ait Nuri. What's your thoughts on that lineup, Luke? I'll just get Wang out that team straight away <laughs> and put anyone else in there. Right, we're starting with 10 according to the screen now. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it could be Pedence, it could be Ken Campbell, it, even Guedes. I'd, I'd, I'd even... I'd pick the under the under sixteens ahead of Wang. I never, I just never want to see Wang play for Wolves again. Terrible. I, just, I feel like he's been scapegoated. Terrible, but look at the other. I mean, what's Adama done? What's Pedence done? What's um, Red's we'd, done? We'd be on nine points if it wasn't for him setting up um, ASM. Shocking, shocking. He offers nothing. He offers literally nothing. Is Pedro Neto injured for you guys? He's, we yeah, don't he'll be out till after the World Cup now, unfortunately. That's a shame. <laughs> looking at that, looking at that Wolves lineup there, uh, Adam, um, who's your sort of main concerns in that lineup? I mean, 
the reason the reason I think Lodi will come back in is to counter that pace of Adama Traore and, <clears> and Nelson Semedo. It would be a right. It'll be a, like a hundred meter race down that that left hand side. Your right hand side. The thing with Adama Traore, and I've watched him for Middlesbrough, and I watched him for Villa, and I've watched him for you lot. He's got no end product. I mean, he had that one spell, one season where he scored a few goals for you, but he is shocking as soon as he gets to the byline. Like I don't understand how a bloke can be so physically powerful and quick and then just have no end product. It's like the opposite of Walcott, basically, um, in, in terms of that, where Walcott could finish. So I think midfield's an important battle. Like, I think that's what Kim, uh, I think what Luke said, if you like, don't dominate. I mean, I'll, it'll be interesting. Froiler played probably his best game on Monday in terms of actually like doing what his nickname suggests, which is conduct a little bit. Into, I know Villa had a lot of the ball, but when he got it, he, he made good use of it. Ruben Neves has always been a really good player and I've always really admired him. And I think stopping him is is key for us. I think I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if Yates kicks him and then smiles at him and then annoys everyone, including Forest fans, because he can be quite frustrating. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a battle. I can't see it being very high scoring because none of us score, unfortunately. Who out of that midfield three of yours is the most likely to be um, exploited by our midfield three? Oh, Yates. It, it, it can be either way, though, because if he plays more as a destroyer and kind of a ball winner, then then he's fine. It's 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 when he's getting asked to actually play football is the problem. If he's getting the ball and, and, and being asked to be the playmaker, he's terrible at it and he, and he can get lost, but in both boxes, he's brilliant. He, he's he's like a, I call him the magnet because he gets his head to everything. But sometimes he can, I don't know. He he does frustrate people. He's he's a bit like Marmite with with Forest fans. You either love him or you love him. So he's he's probably the one. But he played really well on Monday. He was probably man of the match, I think, other than other than Gibbs White. So I think he's he'll be confident. He'll probably be wearing the captain's armband because Warrell's not been playing. So. Although I'd like Warrell to play, I think it will be Cork. Um, one player that scored against Wolves uh, previously, Serge Aurier. How has he featured so far for your club? So he started on Monday. That was his first first uh, start. He played against Leicester when we was already 3-0 down or whatever. But he played really well on Monday, I thought. He, d- he did well against... Um, well, I don't even know play- who played left for, for Villa. Uh, Buendia or Coutinho and, he, and they, didn't, they didn't really get a sniff to be fair I thought he was steady uh, without doing anything too spectacular so yeah he's, he's he's experienced in this league and he was he was I thought he was half decent for Spurs until until they got Matt Doherty off you lot for yeah and just bombed bombed him out really I don't, it was bizarre it was a it was a Nuno sign in there wasn't it so that's that's that What's the general sort of consensus in regards to a uh, scoreline on, on Saturday, Luke? I'm coming to you first. I think we've got the new now bounce, 4-1 Wolves. Wolves are never going to score four goals. Luke, seriously? I mean, it would, it would be very Forest for the other week. It would be very Forest for us to let, let you score and be free scoring on Saturday. 4-1 Wolves. Luke's going with a formal. I, I, I picked it on um, another channel last night. I said it'll either be a 1 0 Wolves win, a scrappy 1 0 Wolves win, or things will go absolutely Sarah on Saturday, Forest 3 0. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a board draw 0 0 like some people are predicting. I think it's going one way or another, a scrappy Wolves win, or 
absolute system of a down toxicity live in live and live and proud. Kim, your score prediction? I'm gonna go one nil Wolves. We ain't scoring more than one goal in a game, but we have looked okay defensively over the season. So yeah, one nil. Well, if you don't think we're going to score more than one in the game, you can support them, not down the road, eh? Where's the faith? 4-1 We scored three goals in the, in the season and we're the worst team in the whole of, like, four leagues. She's fickle, Luke. Absolutely <laughs> fickle. Uh, Adam, obviously, uh, full, full allocation taken by Forrest on, on Saturday. Nice little trip from east to west. How confident are you? What's your scoreline prediction? I'm I'm feeling good after Monday. I I I expect us to completely frustrate you for pretty much 85 minutes of the game, and I'm just like Morgan gives White scores and then shushes your whole ground. That'd be brilliant. Just Adibayo in front of <laughs> in front of one of your main stands would be class. You no, know I don't I think he would. Think he'd get out the ground alive. You know. No, I don't. I, to be fair, I don't think he will do that. I think he's got a bit more. No, he should. About him. He should. No, he that. really should. But he won't get out the ground, will he? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he'll do that. To be honest, but no, I think we'll frustrate him. I think we'll we'll scrape it one nil. Hopefully, that I'd take that to the bank. But I, th- I, I think he'll be a draw. To be honest, I'll take one nil. Thanks to everyone that's joining us on the Wolves Fancast match preview tonight, a part of the 90min.com network and our official sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media. Let's have a quick look at the other Premier League fixtures this weekend. Uh, Brentford and uh, Brighton and Albion kick off the weekend at eight o'clock tonight on Sky Sports. Leicester and Crystal Palace for the, the uh, lunchtime kickoff tomorrow. Wolves, uh, Forest, form, uh, Fulham and Bournemouth for the three o'clock, followed by Tottenham, Everton, the 5.30. The big game this weekend is obviously 4.30 on Sunday. Liverpool at home to Man City. Can Erling Haaland yet again break another uh, consecutive game of scoring for Man City on the back of their nil-nil draw in the midweek of the Champions League? Is... Um, what sort of match stands out for you, Luke, apart from that Liverpool-Man City game? Man U Newcastle will be interesting. And I think Newcastle will turn them over. I think I can see Newcastle turning Man U over. Or at least getting a point. Um, and then, I don't think I've got much interest in any of the rest, to be fair. Yeah, it's good to, it should be quite an entertaining game. Man United-Newcastle, fifth versus sixth. Uh, only a handful of points off top four. Newcastle have got that that momentum similar to Wolves did when Nuno got us promoted. Um, Kim, what sort of game stands out for you? Uh, well, the first observation there is look at those two three o'clock games on Saturday. Ugh, they're not. <laughs> Sky Bet Championship yeah. written all over that. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Um, other than the obvious of Liverpool City, I think. Leeds Arsenal will probably be an interesting, interesting one. I can still see Arsenal smashing them, but I think the the atmosphere will obviously probably be good at Ellen Road. And yeah, it's quite an interesting one. Maybe Tottenham Everton could see quite a few. I think Tottenham will uh, hopefully Son FPL will uh, get some get some points going. Um, that'll be good at the, the half five game. But yeah. That's about it, really. They, all the rest are a bit bland, aren't they? Like Brentford, Brighton, Leicester, Palace. It's all a bit... Mm. Obviously, you're confident going into the game on, on Saturday, Adam, but a defeat and you could see yourself going bottom before you've even kicked off. It's uh, it's a big uh, weekend for both Wolves and Forest, isn't it? Palace will beat Leicester, I think. Um, you think? 
Yeah, like Palace are a surprise package. I know they've had a tricky start, but they are a good a good side. I think their front the front four is is excellent. Like mm. Eberichieze, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I think if he didn't have that injury, he might might have made the Euros team because he was that good. But then again, James Madison doesn't get picked for Leicester, and he and he ha- single handedly is doing everything for them. So that's an interesting one, but. I think Brentford Brighton is actually. I think you're doing a bit of disservice because I think both of them have been quite good. They're quite good footballing sides personally. I know they're not glamorous in terms of stature and all that, but they're, they're both good teams. I think there's no there's no terrible teams apart from the four, the four you mentioned for three o'clock. I don't think <laughs> that's the biggest disappointment, isn't it? The fact we were we were slighting Fulham and Bournemouth and their top of the league running away from both of our teams. Uh, it's um, a long way to go. That's it, that's it. Keep the fife, Adam. Keep the fife. <laughs> um, if you were going to have a £10 treble on three teams to win out of game week 11, who are your three teams, Adam? Uh, Man City, Arsenal and Spurs. But that'll get you some decent odds back. We'll try and have a look at that. Kim, where would your three be? Ooh. Uh, I'll go Chelsea. Ooh. Want to make the odds of the the return a bit higher, don't you? I think uh, Newcastle is a, is a good one. That yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea Southampton, uh, not Southampton, Chelsea, West Ham, Tottenham, be mine. What about you, Luke? I think I would go for three aways: Chelsea, Newcastle, and Crystal Palace. I'm gonna go with uh, Tottenham to beat Everton. I fancy Leeds to be Arsenal on Sunday on the back of uh, Arsenal playing in the uh, Europa on Thursday night and Man City to hopefully absolutely destroy Liverpool in the 4.30 <laughs> on Sunday. Um, before we uh, close tonight's show, we're going to do a little quiz. Uh, it's only just a, a quick uh, sudden death squad selection. Have you come up with the questions though? No, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a simple one, Luke. Let me just, oh, okay. let me explain the format. I'm going to give you a Wolves versus Forest fixture from 2008, and then you all have to pick a player at a time that feed that started that game that day, and it's basically whoever's last in. I don't think the well, game is Wolves. <laughs> How old were you in uh, 2008, Adam? Oh, maths. Um, what four? No, I can't even remember. <laughs> Sixteen. <laughs> if you were born, if you were four in 2008, that would have made you like be born in 2004. That would have been like, yes, this is like, I was going to say something really dis- derogatory to some other Wolves channel then. Um, <laughs> if the fixture is Wolves 5, Nottingham Forest 1 from the 2008. Oh, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know a Wolves player who definitely played in that game. Okay, I'm going to come to you first, Adam, because you're our guest this week. Michael Kitely, because he scored every time. He's got to be in it, surely. Kitely. That is a. That is a correct answer. I'll come yes. to you, uh, Luke, as I go clockwise round the screen. I'm struggling already. Um, <laughs> Ulumu, Ulumo, Chris, big Chris, yeah. big ball Chris. Ulumo was one of the other goal scorers that day. Kim? Matt Jarvis. Matt Jarvis was a correct answer. Adam? I don't think I'll even name you a Forest player. I'll go Lee Camp. Probably Adam, not. thanks for appearing on tonight's Wolves Fancast match preview. <laughs> I knew you, I wouldn't you know. Fell at the second game. hurdle. Your goalkeeper that day was uh, someone by the surname of Smith. Paul Smith. Uh, Paul Smith. Good fashion designer, crap goalkeeper. Yeah. Luke. This could be all over now. Um, 
Carl Henry. Carl Henry, captain, fantastic. The Ashmore Park Prince, correct answer. New, uh, I was going to say, I went to call, I went to call Kim Nuno then. <laughs> I've got Nuno on my mind. Um, I'll go Kevin Foley. Oh, Ellie, why? Golden Black, he played right back that day. Correct answer, it's back to Luke. <laughs> Tense now, as you rather think, players. No, it's got. If he they play, then I'll be shocked. Ian Banks play, got to have played. Correct answer. I'll go. Danny Bath. Yeah, your facial expression has said it all there, Kim. This week's winner, if Luke gets this one right. What, I've got to name another one? Sudden death. You've got to get it right to win now. Oh, shit. Who played in goal for us? Right, OK. I'm going to go with... Oh, fuck. Gary Breen. Oh, it's an incorrect answer and the quiz rolls on. Oh, my God. Come on, I want to have my tea before seven o'clock. It's back to you, Kim. Uh, oh, Jody Craddock there. It's too. Jody Craddock is another incorrect <laughs> answer. Luke, um, come on, someone get it right. Let's let's close the show. Oh God, my head's gone. My head's gone. Um. Guardiola. No, you're going too far in the future now, guys. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm nearly gonna call this quits and just embarrass you both, and just cut, and then I'm just gonna claim I'm the winner because football is always the winner. Try and think of Forest players, especially a little shit that used to play up front of them that also played for the Albion. John, is it Johnson? No, no. Simon Cox. No, I was talking about Robert Earnshaw, and I'm not having. I gave you the clue, and neither of you got it. This week's winner is me, <laughs> Little Dan. The Wars Fancast match preview. Uh, thanks for everyone that's joined us this week. Uh, continue to follow us at Wars Fancast. Follow Adam at. Right, we're at Red Side of the Trent. Red Side of the Trent, Nottingham Forest podcast. Uh, thanks again to our main sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media, and as I've always said, our main sponsors. 90min.com. As always, in the match preview show, we're promoting local music artists, and this week's music artist is uh, MC, uh, is a UK garage and grime artist. I know you like a bit of garage, Luke. It's Reedy with Bubbling. This one's a vibe. Let's get this show on the road. The dedication, man, I'm showing the most. Please don't say that you're doing the most when you've only give a shot one hole on the road. Lo and behold, I'm a level above. Sweet like honey with a hell of a buzz. I do me, get what you see. I'm just starting, I'll never give up. Never give up. Wish I could rewind time and go back to the days I cherish. Don't look at the tag, cop a new tracksuit and pay by debit. Chasing the paper, I don't even care which way I get it. They never ask me for a feature just in case I get it. My crepes are Michael Adidas, we don't drive beamers nor Cadillacs. I don't pay through the nose for Calipax, I just wanna put dope in Halifax. Get doubling, cause I'm bubbling, I'm licked off this sauce, I'm guzzling. Whether I'm high or low, I grip tight this seesaw, I'm cuddling. It's got, um. Uh, we haven't finished yet, Luke. Oh, we're not. <laughs> What's what you're saying? Thanks, everyone. <laughs> See you later.